So I want to share a word tonight with you where the Holy Ghost is going. And I want us to turn to John 10, verse 11 to 18. John 10, verse 11 to 18. And we read, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not a shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling. And does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And am known by my own. As the father knows me. Even so I know the father. And I lay down my life. For the sheep. That's you and I. And other sheep I have. Which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Denominations are not caused by God. They are caused by man, because man has a differing opinion. And so he creates a new vein. You see that? There'll be one flock and one shepherd. Verse 17, therefore my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. We're living in a world, and you'll hear me say it often, where everybody's got an opinion. So what I'd like to talk to you about tonight is the heart of a shepherd and the heart of a hireling. Very important. It's uncomfortable for me to minister this to you, but it's important that you understand I want you to tell you this categorically tonight. God only works through the local church. Even the fivefold ministry is supposed to be submitted to a local pastor. Did you know that? So it becomes extremely important. Because what the enemy tries to do with the fire of God is to make it wildfire. So that there's no divine order. It just, you just do what you want to do. But that's not how the kingdom works. The kingdom works in divine order. First the apostle, then the prophet, then the teacher, then the evangelist, then the pastor. That's God's divine order. 
And so as we prepare in our hearts, you see, if the enemy can't stop you, he'll push you into a place where there's no real truth. It feels good, but it's not God. Doesn't mean they're not sincere. They're just sincerely wrong. So one of the most important things that we can have in the kingdom is the heart of submission. So the Bible says we're to esteem one another greater than ourselves. Why would I raise that? Because there's a protection in submission. So we begin first and foremost in submission to God's word. That's the anchor of our soul. Okay? So the Lord, through this scripture, he's the chief shepherd. The pastor is referred to as a shepherd, but he's the under-shepherd of the great shepherd. Now, if the pastor is speaking with the voice of the Holy Ghost, the people will hear him. And fruit will become manifest in their lives. But the choice always remains ours as to whether we can discern truth from religion. Because it looks good doesn't mean it is good. Ask Adam and Eve. They're a fat worm in the fruit. But he didn't show them the worm. He showed them the nice side. So the enemy is never going to come to us. And I believe why the Holy Ghost will always bring this up at different times is because it's for the protection of God's people. Because it's not a comfortable thing to talk about. But it's an important thing to talk about. So let me say this because it's happened in ministry, and I don't want to get into specifics. Sometimes, particularly like in South Africa, men can begin a church because they're actually called to itinerant, but itinerant doesn't work in South Africa. If you're in other countries, in particular the United States, you can have an itinerant ministry. So the danger becomes that that person is not in their office. And they are not speaking the oracles of God. It doesn't mean they're not sincere. It doesn't mean they're not born again. But they're outside their office. And so what often happens in those environments is personality takes over. Are you with me? You want the fire? It's a scratchy subject. But the reason the Holy Ghost will bring it is to empower every believer and give them the ability to discern right from wrong. Truth 
is an absolute. The enemy can give us 99.5% truth, but it's error. That's why we're never going to deviate from the word. If the word can't do it, I don't want it. I don't know about you, but that's how I feel about it. So the primary role of the pastor, and this is not comprehensive again because it's a big subject, but just for the purpose of tonight, the primary role of the pastor is to feed the sheep. That's the primary role. Feed the sheep with the word. Now the second role, which is equally important, is protect the sheep. So sometimes if you came to me and you said, so-and-so is preaching this and doing that, and, and I say to you, well, I don't think you should go there. It's not because I'm in competition with them. It's because there's no witness of fruit. Emotional manifestation is not fruit of the Spirit. And the biggest thing you can watch is somebody's countenance and the words that are coming out of their mouths. That's what is crucial for us to know. Am I going to get an amen? So the whole purpose of the local church is to disciple people in the truth. But we're very cautious who we put behind this pulpit. As some of you may realize recently, why are we so cautious? Not because we think we're better than anybody else, it's when a seed of doubt gets into, or error gets into that person's heart, it becomes extremely difficult to get it out. Because they have to yield to truth. And because people are sincere, doesn't mean they're not wrong. Right? So I was, I was doing some research this past week on Dowie. I believe that's the yeah. He flowed in the apostolic when he started. But if you, some of you may know, if you know the history, he went offline. But he had an incredible healing ministry. So the purpose of the local church is for the gifts that you carry to be made manifest. But from a leadership and a pastoral point of view, there's got to be a confidence in our heart that you're on track because you're going to touch people. And you can take them astray. So when he started doing healings and preaching the word in a very, very strong way, History has it that he was put in jail 
a hundred times, over a hundred times by the church. Not the unsaved. Why? Because he had truth. And he was saying to them, what you're doing is wrong. So truth is very confronting. Ask Adam and Eve. They went hiding. So I want us to go to a young minister. His name's Timothy. And a man who we can trust, Paul, writes to him. So we're speaking on what? Shepherds and hirelings. Watch this. Two Timothy two four. I charge you, therefore, Paul is talking to a young pastor. And if you understand the difficulties Timothy went through with the early church, he's encouraging him. He says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. One of the things that I've said to Sarah Lee in Charleston as she facilitates that side, do not deviate from the word. Not the letter, not legalism, truth. Because you must bring a distinction between legalism and truth. If you're not familiar with truth, legalism can look like truth, but it's not. It's only partly true. So Paul says to Timothy, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Watch this. Preach the word. First statement. Preach the word. First statement. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Then he says, be ready in season and out of season. In other words, when it is not convenient to do the following, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering, and then teach again. So he starts with preaching. He says, after long suffering, continue to teach. Then he tells Timothy, why? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. Let me help you, church. The most religious guy in the world is the devil. He's created more religion than you and I could even begin to dream of. It's all he knows. Perversion of religion. For the time will come 
when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itchy ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Over my years of ministry, <clears throat> we would have to correct people because they engaged and they're going to get married, so they just start sleeping together because I'm going to get married. That's what the Bible says. Well, we're going to get married. That's what the Bible says. Can you see? Now, that's confrontational. But I'm going to marry this bird. Really? Well, you can't have the milk. Hello. Oh. And they will turn their ears away from the truth. He is talking to believers, church. They will turn willingly. They will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, theories, myths, personal beliefs. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Why? Because truth is confronting. But truth brings freedom. True freedom. Where you never have to look over the back of your shoulder. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. And you see, what's he saying? He's saying divine truth protects the people. The reason there's ministry is to protect people, not make your profile. Do you understand? That's why it's called a core. It's not a job. Because it's extremely important. But a hireling has an entirely different heart. He's always or she's always looking for something that will be expedient for personal gain. Personal recognition. And that's why the Lord started us last week with fruit on the tree. Because you carry the fire. The devil doesn't like that. Because you can help people. He doesn't want you to help people. He wants you to destroy people. That's the reality. And so when we go overseas and we hear things like the young adults have become disillusioned with God. Why? And the same is the same 
statement is always said because it doesn't seem authentic. Because they know the difference between true freedom in their hearts and make-believe. And there's only, only truth can keep you free. And so when the Lord warns us about pastoral or hireling, please understand as the church, the only reason we would speak up is if we see there's something that's not kosher. And it has the opportunity to destroy life. I've been serving God for 40 years. I cannot tell you how many men and women have backslidden that I've known that no longer serve the Lord. And it started because of these things. Just simple things that begin to draw us out from under what God wants to do. So as a pastor, particularly, as I said, this you can unpack a lot here. But as a pastor and as leaders in this church, you have to be extremely careful because there's a subliminal pressure constantly, constantly on you to compromise. I'm not talking about sin. Go easy. Go easy. Go easy. It's too confrontational. Can you see? But our job is to tell the truth. If you ask me a question and I don't know, I will tell you, I do not know. Because in the truth of that statement is the safeguard from God to protect you and get that truth to you, whether it comes through me or through somebody else. Do you understand? We don't know everything. But what we do know is more than sufficient to keep the people of God protected and provided for. Are you with me? I'm not talking about you lining up here with your bag for your weekly groceries. I'm talking about giving you the currency of the kingdom to use it to go and purchase. You know what the currency of the kingdom is? Faith in the word, right? So it's so important that we understand this because what the enemy would seek to do is push you into a place of pleasing or say, uh, it's not really in vogue to do that. In other words, it's not fashionable. Yet Jesus said, if you don't build your house on the truth of my word, it'll be like a house built on sand and it will get washed away. Can you see? So we're not to go there. So church history has shown traditions and ceremonial ritual is not sufficient 
to set people free. You need to understand why I believe the Holy Ghost is raising this, that you can walk spiritually free, mentally free. Jesus said, be, Paul said, be anxious for nothing. What does that look like? That's unrealistic. That's right. In the natural it is, but not in the spirit. And so you can face situations that you had nothing, had nothing to do with you, but there's a peace in your heart. There's a knowing in your heart. And the Bible says, passing the understanding. That's not religious. That's spirit-led. Can you see? It's so important, family. It's just so important. As soon as we move out of the word, we move into half-truth. Remember, the guy who goes to church most is the devil. He doesn't come here because we don't allow him. But there's a few places he visits. So I'm going to close out by saying this to you this evening. Preach the word. Well, I'm not a pastor. I said, preach the word. He, Jesus gave you the great commission. He said, go and make disciples. How are you going to make disciples? You're going to preach the word. Now, this is not quite how we do it today, but that word preach actually means to herald. So in days gone by, they would have criers. Are any of you familiar with that? They would walk in the streets. And even like the little guys that used to sell newspapers when I was a kid, they would shout at the top of their voice so you knew they had the newspaper. Well, the gospel is the newspaper of tomorrow. How many of us are heralding the gospel? So it's just to get us and make sure that we own the things of God. So a lovely story that bears repeat. Many years ago, there was a very intellectual guy that I knew. He was an MBA. In fact, he was my home cell leader. I can't remember if he became an area leader, but he was certainly a home cell leader. And I hadn't been saved very long. And, um, and so a friend came out, very intellectual friend, from overseas. So there were, our church was crazy. Hand clapping, foot stomping, demon crushing, whatever. But they all loved God. Listen carefully. So we had a conversation with him about his friend. He says, I can't take my friend there. It's too hectic. But he goes there. So what does he do? He plays Holy Ghost. He selects a church that he feels will be more acceptable. Here comes the compromise. Can you hear it? And so he takes him to the church, and the man leaves unsaved. 
I pray God he's got saved because the blood of that man is on his hands. Well, that's a bit dramatic. Read the Bible. That's how important this is. So when we give them the gospel, it's not our job to get them saved. It's the Word's job to get them saved. Our job is merely to give them the Word. Look at this. When you preach the gospel, when you herald the gospel, do you know what happens? Let me help you. It's a sign that something, are you with me, is about to happen. I want you to think. When you preach the gospel, not your opinion, Something is going to happen. You, this takes, you're going to need faith for this. When you preach it, and they just swore at me and left. No. When you preach the gospel, it does not return void. But it will bring forth the miracle of new life. It might be 20 years away. You may not see it. But don't minimize the gospel. Because it's truth. And it manifests and brings divine order into every environment in which it is released. Are you getting this, family? It's not too heavy for you. Well, praise the Lord. If you deviate from the word, you become liable for the result. Let me say that again five times. If you deviate from the word, you become liable for the result. Because God's got no obligation. The word was not preached. Can you hear what I'm saying, family? If we deviate from the word, we become liable to keep that person's interest in whatever we've told them. If God does it, do you realize tonight, I cannot get you into this house. It's the word that draws you. Not the coffee, as good as it is. It's the word that's drawing you. It's the word that's drawing you. Well, I just wanted to see old Charlie Brown tonight. It's the word that's drawing you. Can you see? So truth is an absolute. It's of fundamental importance. Why?
because it's Christ. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, the life. As soon as you mess with those three, it doesn't work. Now, you can have a gathering, but it's not Holy Ghost power. He cannot function outside of truth. He does not function. You can mimic, but he's not going to function. Why? Because he only exalts truth. Not man's plan. Can you see, family? So as you allow the fire of God, my God, I pray the fire of God hits you. Come on. You know, I spend time in the Word, and then at night when we go to bed, my wife and I put on Scripture, more Scripture. But sometimes I say to her, no, don't put on more Scripture, because I can't sleep. Because I'm like, give me the heathen. It's real. It's really real. So, in a church, there are hirelings. Be careful. Can you see, family? It's for your protection. God's not holding out. God's trying to get to. That's what I've learned about the Lord. He says no so he can bring the abundance. Because if we can control it, he can't help it. Amen. So don't let the truth ever be compromised. Your flesh doesn't like the truth. Sometimes it'll accommodate it for a while, and then, no, 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 no more. Now that's getting extreme. <laughs> Not in God. Okay? God bless you. Caleb, just play for a while. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, my wife and I, went to a good church. But along the way, as a Christian, you start picking up stuff. Listen to this one, listen to that one. And by the time we came to plant the ministry, we realized we had a lot of legality in our lives. We were like horrified. And so God spent years undoing those legal things. Because the desire to manage things for God is so strong 
in every person's life. And so when we don't understand the higher order of when the Holy Ghost comes in and manages things on behalf of Jesus, we want to lay hold of it, put it in a box and manage it. But that's limitation. And so watch, even in this church, that you never move out of the freedom of God's Spirit. Because He is the highest authority in the earth today. Because Jesus is at the right hand. How many of you know this? Next to the Father, that's what the Bible tells us. Who's in the ch church at the moment? Holy Ghost the great teacher teaching us and so I want to just close out by saying go back to the fire what does it mean because if we're not careful we can move into religion because we're singing about the fire oh they're always talking about the fire I don't know what the fire is about but anyway we sing it but God is a consuming fire. So if I'm going to be around the Father in fellowship, the only way I won't get burnt is to be on fire. Amen? And He's so gracious with us. He's very gracious with us. He's not asking us to be something which he hasn't already put inside of us. But I really want to encourage you. Now don't come to me by the end of the week with your list. But I want to ask each one of you. Because in every local church, there should be the fivefold being raised up. So either we're preaching wrong or you're not responding. Can you see? Because there's a harvest. I'm not saying it for you to feel weighted down by it because there must be a freedom in the truth. But where are the evangelists? Where are they? You want to tell me in this whole church there's not one evangelist? All right. I'll be watching that tree. Because you know what an evangelist does, right? Brings in the harvest. Good for you to be so bold. But can you hear what I'm saying? Check your heart. Just see if there... Now, you may not be called to the fivefold ministry. But whatever you're called to, just allow God to burn out the stuff which shouldn't be there and allow the purity of the anointing to flow forth from your life. This is a harvest, family. It's such a big harvest. We want to put the balcony in.
wine for the harvest. And you see, and if you're a praise and worship person and that's what you're called to do, just keep doing it with all your heart and trusting God to move you from 30 to 60 to 100-fold output. Amen. And if you're a prayer, when you start to pray in the morning and the devil goes and hides because he says, oh, Lord, they had it again. Come on. Come on. God bless you.